Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the fact that you're not losing weight, you're getting thinner. And thinking of it this way is not just semantics. It actually impacts a more accurate way of understanding the process you're going through. Um, because so often we think about losing weight. And what happens is we imagine this as a process of becoming less of what we were. You know, So we don't really think of it as becoming anything. Right, we, we start with where we're starting from, we're overweight, and the weight's gonna come off and we're gonna lose weight. But that's not what's happening. Because in order to actually lose weight, you need to change the way you're thinking, the way you feel, the way you live, and the way you behave. And so it's more of a process of becoming another version of yourself. And it really, again, from my opinion, starts from the inside. Right? That's a, that's a different conversation, but it's not just losing weight. Weight loss happens because you eat different, but eating different happens because you are thinking differently. And so thinking in terms of becoming thinner is much more accurate and effective and supportive in helping you achieve your goals. Because again, just in the words themselves, it implies that you're becoming something. And of course, when we say becoming thinner, um, just semantically, by the way, uh, becoming thinner, we imagine ourselves being thin, being healthy, being slimmer. And when we imagine ourselves losing weight, we're generally referencing our overweight body, okay? And so a big part of the process of, of really transforming your weight and your health is changing the way that you think about yourself, right? your self-image, your identity. That's the big thing that's shifting because plenty of people have lost weight and then put it back on. Well, how's that possible? Well, it's because they typically are just thinking about losing weight, then they lose the weight, get to their goal, and now they're not prepared to live at that weight. And so by articulating this as becoming thinner, you're setting yourself up subconsciously to become that person you wanna be. And you're starting right from the beginning with that languaging that you are becoming a thin, healthy person, as opposed to just losing something, right? Because when you're losing something, you're not getting anything. And when you're becoming thinner, you're transforming, you're becoming this person. And so one more thing that's really important about this languaging is that if you wanna lose weight, you have to recognize that if you've been struggling with weight for a while, you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to lose weight. Yes, you know what you should do, but that's a, a quarter of the process. The real meat of the, of the issue comes down to, can you get yourself to do what you know you should consistently? That's the big difference. Knowing you shouldn't eat carbs, knowing you should eat 1,200 calories a day, knowing you shouldn't eat for 16 hours, whatever the specific tactic you're kind of following is, that's just a small part of the process. The real you know, thing that's gonna dictate what weight you lose and where you end up going is how consistently can you get yourself to follow that plan that you wanna follow, you see? And so the idea of just losing weight really does solidify this idea that we're gonna remain the same person, we're gonna be the same, but we're gonna change how we're eating and we're gonna lose the weight. But it also implies on the back end of it that once we lose the weight, it's, an, it's a vacuum. And what do we fill up when there's a vacuum? Nature abhors vacuum, our mind abhors a vacuum. And so what happens is we start to just anticipate and assume that we are going to just go back to what we used to do, right? We're gonna go back to eating the way we did. We lost the weight, that phase is over. Now let's just go back to whatever. Now again, consciously you say to yourself, well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. But how often does that happen? 
right? 95% of people put the weight back on. So I would suggest that right from the beginning, you start to aim yourself at the real goal, which is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight. And we start to set ourselves up for that process, for walking that path by saying we're becoming thinner, we're becoming healthier because it is a process of practicing, of developing the skill sets, the ability to think, live and eat like a thin person, like a thin, healthy person that you want to be. And it's a process of becoming it. Just like if you want to play the piano, you know, you're not, you don't articulate by saying I'm losing my inability to play the piano. No, you're learning how to play the piano. You know, it's the same thing here. You're learning how to become thinner and healthier. And so by say I'm becoming that, again, just intuitively those words mean different things subconsciously. And it sets us up for that real goal of what we want, which is to live at your goal weight, not just to lose the weight. And so becoming thinner is more inclusive of the process that it's an inside out process of changing the way you think, changing the way you live and changing the way you eat. And that takes consistent practice and focus and improvement and evolution and growth. And it's a path you walk forever. It's not just a destination you get to and you lose the weight. It's not just stop eating and I'm going to lose the weight. All right. So begin to describe your your process, your path as becoming thinner and healthier, not just losing weight. And I think you're going to find that it feels better right from the beginning. All right. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, do my best to answer them. Misha says, hello, hello. How to find a goal weight for yourself? That is a great question. Yeah, realistically, I love to talk about that. I literally almost talked about that today because um, I, I find choosing the right goal weight is so important. And I feel like this is one of those things that people mess up so much. You know, I really do because I find now again, I'm, I'm speaking to you as someone who's done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Okay, so I, I have an idea what I'm talking about. I'll make the sound a little better. Um, or am I? Uh, so to choose the right goal weight, let's start. What is the right goal weight? Well, you're the only one that can decide that, right? It, it's your weight. You get to decide what you're going to weigh, okay? And so how do you choose the right weight? Well, I would suggest that you choose the weight that gives you the best quality of life. Because I find a lot of people, they choose a weight that kind of lives in a vacuum, right? Meaning that they choose a weight, but they don't take into account the fact that you need to eat and live a certain way in order to achieve that weight, live it that way, right? And so they just pick a weight. And I've always, I've always asked people this, why did you choose that weight? It's, oh, it's what I weighed when I was 20. That's what I weighed when I got married. You know, there's something in the past where I lost weight when I lost all the weight on Weight Watchers. And it's just some like kind of meaningless goal that they're saying, oh, it's my BMI number. My doctor said that's where I should be, you know? If, the, if your goal weight doesn't come from within you, if your goal weight doesn't have much meaning, then it's going to be very difficult to ever achieve it. Listen, losing weight is hard because change is hard. Our brain doesn't want to change. Our brain wants to keep doing the same thing. Even if you know it's a million times better for you to lose the weight and be healthier, your brain resists change because it's more effort. It's harder to do. And so if you're going to make this happen, you need to start with a white hot motivation. You need to be really really motivated and really crave and desire this weight that you want to, that you say you want to live at. And so I suggest that you level up your weight loss goal from just, oh, because I know you've been saying the same weight for 30 years. I know you just been, you say that same number just out of reflex. I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want X amount of pounds. I want X amount of pounds. And it doesn't mean anything anymore. If anything, it means failure, right? Because you've been saying that way for so long and haven't succeeded with it that now it's like your mind says, it doesn't even get excited about it. It doesn't mean anything anymore. So 
what I like to say is, again, my definition of thin is you at your goal weight. Okay, so it's not like a BMI thing or it's not like it doesn't mean anything other than you living at your goal weight. That's what I mean by thin. And your goal weight is the weight that gives you the best quality of life, meaning that you pick a number, a size, a way of looking that you like and take into account how you have to live and eat in order to achieve that. Because I see a lot of people choosing a weight that's really low and for them to achieve that, they have to do really extreme things and they are not willing to do those extreme things. And this becomes a, a foundational piece of their struggle, right? The weight they're saying they wanna live at, they don't wanna eat and live that way. So it becomes incongruent. It's an incongruent goal. And you become ambivalent. Part of you wants to lose the weight and part of you does not wanna lose the weight. And that's probably where you find yourself now. So yes, choosing the right weight is crucial because you wanna get yourself not pulling in two different directions, you wanna get yourself pulling all in one direction. You need to, if you're gonna succeed with this. And so yes, choosing the right goal weight. So how do you choose it? Well, you know, you gotta reference your own life. Um, you've been all the weights <laughs> at this point. You may not remember when you were at that weight. Um, but start to think to yourself, what weight do I want to live at? And the big question, why? Why do you want to live there? You know, um, what I like to say is I like to say, take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. This is a way to get to more meaning, you know, because what a lot of people are doing with their goal weight is they're just picking a weight based on how they're going to look. And it's not your fault. You've been so conditioned by the diets to just think aesthetically, you know, how you look. Every diet ad you see is what? The before and after picture externally of them. And um, so a lot of times when we think about our goal weight, we think about how we want to look. And I would suggest that you bring more meaning into the goal weight by thinking of it in terms of, yes, I'll look the way I want to look. I'll look better. I'll feel better. Great. But the big part, I think, is that, you know, you're going to live longer. You're going to have a better quality of life because you have more energy, more focus, less worry, less thinking about weight and food and all the bullshit and you're gonna embody the person you wanna be. So as a shortcut way to think about it, I think you should set your goal initially up as, who is the best version of me? Who, who am I? When I'm at my best, when I imagine thinking of myself at my best, what's my weight, what's my size, what's my lifestyle, how am I eating, what am I doing, you know? And in a weird way, we wanna shift the goal because weight loss is typically not enough motivation. I know you don't believe that because you think about losing weight all day long, but you also have to look at the results you've gotten. If you were truly motivated, you can lose weight. And, and, and you're not motivated. That, that's a whole other story. Um, you're really not motivated. You know, you wish you'd lose weight, but you don't really want to lose weight. You know, I don't know if you believe that or not, but uh, it's true. <laughs> you weigh what you want subconsciously. Uh, this, again, is another truth, you know. And, and so you're incongruent. You're ambivalent. Party wants to lose weight. Party does not want to lose weight. And your weight is dick telling you which one's stronger, right? If you're not at the weight you want to be at, you know, let's, let's see. I, I, I don't, so I hope that helps you out with picking the weight. Hello, but how can I lose weight in two months? Um, I don't really do short-term weight loss. Uh, what's up, Don? Um, let's see what someone says. Paula says, I've been overweight all my life, so Doc gave me a goal weight. Okay, yeah, yeah, Paula, I get that. Um, I get that, but you, you got, like... Here's the thing. If anyone gives you a goal weight, it's never going to be as powerful as if you internalize it. You know, now the doctor can give you a goal weight and you reflect on it. It's like, yeah, yeah, my life would be that. That's the weight that my life would be great. So that's fine. But you can't just, oh, doc, you know, doctor said, oh, they should weigh this. You look at the BMI chart. It says you should weigh this. Nope. That's that. You lose your autonomy that way. And you need 100% autonomy to, to change your weight. 
right? Because it is a challenge. And so you got to be, you, you, Paula, have to really think to yourself, yeah, you don't know what weight, which is good news because then you don't have to pick some really low weight. You know, maybe pull 20 pounds down, see how that feels, right? Then, then get there, then decide if you want to go lower. You know, that, that's up to you. Um, look at your health, look at other factors, your energy levels, your physical comfort, all those things, all right? Um, let's see. Any chance you need a copywriter? <laughs> I'm always looking for copywriters, Lauren. So yeah, shoot me an email. Um, not satisfied after reaching goal, reaching goal weight normal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to say your name. Eshan, Eshan the Don. I don't know. You know, that, that's an avatar name, I suppose. Um, that not being satisfied when you reach your goal weight is totally normal. I think it's the norm. I think it's the use. And I think it's because people, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attacking you all. You understand this, but, but it's like, we're all kind of conditioned by the diet industry. And it just wreaks havoc on our minds in so many ways. And so, um, yeah, not feeling normal, not, like not feeling good when you get to your goal weight, completely normal. Because a lot of times we tend to think we make it this, this answer to everything. Well, if I lose the weight, everything will be great. That's not true. Money and weight are very similar in the sense that they're both means to an end, you know? And um, it's the process you use to achieve it that's going to really influence a lot of how good you feel when you get to that goal, money or weight-wise. And so just losing weight doesn't make you happy. So yeah, that, that's a normal thing. Um, and it's important. That's why how you approach this process from the beginning is very important. You know, is it better to eat fruits in the morning or is it better to eat a savory breakfast? Um, that's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know if one's better or worse because, you know, you have to understand we can't just look at things in a vacuum, you know, um, because if we do that, then we say, okay, well, the least amount of, because this is what the most common pattern I see for people that want to lose weight is they don't eat any, they, they try to not eat breakfast and they try not to eat lunch. I, I get this. When I work with someone new, I'm almost guaranteed I'm going to hear some version of this. Uh, Jim, everything's going great, breakfast and lunch, and then everything falls apart in the afternoon and at night. I, I hear that. That's the most common thing I hear. And I say, well, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. I said, well, what do you want to eat for afternoon and dinner and after dinner? Nothing. And I said, you know, you can't do that. You got to eat. And so, again, what people do is most people, you know, your willpower starts at its highest point in the day when you wake up. Your hunger usually starts at its lowest point, And this is the day. Right. And so here's noontime. Uh oh, oh, shit. Here goes the hunger and here goes the willpower. Right. And this is where the problems start. You start getting really hungry and your willpower is down low right around two in the afternoon. And then we know how the rest of the day goes, you know. So, um you can't starve yourself to lose weight long term. Um, what you have to do is you have to manage your hunger. So is fruit better in the morning? Is a savory breakfast better in the morning? That just depends on you. And this, I think, is such an important point, And it's so different in the diet world, because in the diet world, it's like you're just expecting someone to give you a plan and you're going to follow it. And what I always look at, it's like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to force yourself to follow someone else's plan. Well, what if you don't like fruit? What if I say, oh, yeah, you should, fruit's better. And you, but you don't like fruit. Well, what, what, what advice is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's shitty advice, you know? So again, program yourself in the, the golden rule is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And so if you like fruit, eat fruit in the morning. If you like a savory breakfast, eat a savory breakfast. It doesn't really matter the breakfast. What matters is how does that impact your lunch? Does that satisfy you to lunch? When you get to lunch, does that set you up to eat a healthier lunch? right? Or do you eat fruit and then you're starving five minutes later? Or do you eat a savory breakfast and you're starving five minutes later? So it's about recognizing what works for you and, um, you know, figuring that out. What I will suggest, and I, I do believe, I always like to say like every day you're building a house with your, with your nutrition. And so every day I like to make breakfast as healthy as I can make it. 
Um, because again, what we say, your willpower is as high as your hunger is at its lowest. So I like to make breakfast very nourishing and very healthy and natural. And so that's really more of my focus than like whether it's fruit or savory. So I hope that helps you out. Um, you know, Don says, for me, fruit makes me crave sugar if I do that first. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's, 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 it's about, it's about, see, program yourself thin. There's no, there's not an eating plan. There's an eating strategy, right? We do a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And we work to follow that, but you fill in the blanks because you're a unique person. You got unique preferences, genetics, a lifestyle. So for me to sit here and tell you what to eat is, is goofy. Because if it doesn't resonate with you, then where are we going? You know. So again, it's up to you. You've got to figure out what works for you. Everyone is different. And so if you take the time to figure out what works for you, you come up with a plan that's custom-made for you. And what do I mean by custom-made? You enjoy it. It's relatively easy for you to make. And it keeps you satisfied. That's the most important piece. And so I have that now. So I know what I'm going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know it satisfies me. I'm not going to feel hungry. You know, because I've specifically figured out how I'm going to eat so that I'm not hungry all the time. So that I'm very satisfied and I've figured out what those foods are. And that there's a huge peace of mind with my weight mastery process. Um, yeah, that's how you say that one. Um, I've lost 65 pounds and having a hard time losing the last 10 pounds. Romy says, why is the last 10 pounds so hard? Um, I think the last 10 pounds is hard for a couple of reasons. Um, I think there's some physicality to it. You know, um, the, the physical reasons why, uh, that, that I'm not gonna go into too much because my specialty is more the mindset piece. I find, because I've had a lot of conversations with people that, you know, like they're, they're in the middle of their weight loss, right? And there's one, I, I actually did an interview. You can see it. It's, I put it up on YouTube. It wasn't an interview. It was a coaching call I did with someone and they were eight weeks into keto, intermittent fasting, had lost about 20 pounds and you would think they'd be over the moon, right? Great results, you know, but they weren't and they were closing in on their goal weight too because what was happening is they were freaking out and they're like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to keep this off. And so I think sometimes like as we, as you get close to your goal weight, you start freaking out because most people have two modes. They have their overweight mode, which is normal and natural for them. And then they have their diet mode. That's it. They know how to be overweight and they know how to be a dieter. And when you're losing weight and you're approaching your goal weight, neither one of those are going to work. Can't keep dieting and you can't be overweight if you want to keep the weight down. And so never have you practiced most likely. Most people I, I work with or talk to, they never practice being thin and healthy. Thanks, Don. Um, they never practice being thin and healthy. You know, and that's what Program Yourself Thin is all about. It's, it's saying right from the beginning, it's about developing a thin, healthy mindset so that you think and think, live and eat like a naturally thin person. And that just takes practice. It's just something you have to learn. Because again, you, you kind of overweight mode, diet mode. And so I think that's why that's hard sometimes. I think people have this subconscious fear of reaching their goal weight because then they're like, well, what do I do now? Maybe that sounds strange to you. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a real thing. I wouldn't bullshit you here. Because uh, what I do is I work with people and we, we go to deeper levels of things. We go to the subconscious mind. Look at the deeper reasons for stuff. And so that's a deeper reason. Now, the other side of it is, having a hard time losing the last 10 pounds, anytime you hit a plateau like that, and first of all, congratulations, 65 pounds, wow, what an accomplishment, great job. But you have, as fast as you can, you have got to get practicing thinking of yourself as a thin, healthy mind, you know, person. You've got to start practicing shifting your identity and your self-image. You got to do it now. Because what a lot of people do, again, overweight diet. But, but those are the same person. Do you understand? That I, that's just two sides of the same coin. Does that make sense? 
right? You got your overweight mode and you got your diet mode. They're two sides of the same coin. What you need to do is create a new coin where, where you're thin and healthy thinking. I, I hope this is making sense because I'm telling you this is the game. No one does this. And they start getting to their goal weight and they're like, what am I going to do now? There's a vacuum because you've been saying as a mantra as long as you can remember, I just want to lose the weight. 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 Okay, well, you lost the weight. Now what? There's a vacuum. There's nothing there, you know? And so you need to fill that up with the mindset of a thin, healthy person. Now, if you don't, if you have no idea what that is, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. It's called the new thin me. (laughs) It's literally a session. It's 10 minutes. It's a weight loss kickstart session. But for you, Romy, um, that it's going to help you start to identify some of the thoughts that, that go with being thin and healthy. So listen to that session because it's going to work on helping you develop a mindset of that. And for anyone else that's, that's looking to start, it's a kickstart session. And then there's a training I give you as well, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. Please watch that, Romy, because you've gone so far. You're, you're just at the beginning. I Don't freak out. People think of the weight loss, like getting to the goal weight as being the finish line. There's no finish line. There's no finish line, okay? Because as soon as you get to that goal weight, that's the starting line. You want to stay there, don't you? You've got to start practicing and preparing yourself to think like a thin, healthy person who just lives at that weight forever. And so, and just to answer the first question, sometimes when we hit plateaus, what you ought to do is use that as an opportunity to practice your maintenance. You know? Don't worry about the last 10 pounds for now. Who gives a shit? There's really not much difference between now and that next 10 pounds. I'm telling you that. I know you don't want to hear that because you got this, this magical goal weight, you know, is this magical thing. I'm telling you, there's not that much of a difference. So you're, you're pretty much there. So why don't you just take a couple months and enjoy it? <laughs> you know, get used to it. Christ, take, let the screws off yourself. You know what I mean? And just enjoy what you've done. Solidify what you've done. Solidify your habits, your eating routines. Make it more comfortable. Make it easier. That's the how you figure out maintenance. Again, and program yourself. Then we start with maintenance because that's the fucking goal, man. You don't want to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. Okay, it's very important to be be very clear about that. The last 10, 15 pounds were too hard. Just wasn't worth it after losing 65 as well. Yeah, there you go. There's really not much difference. I I mean, I'm telling you this and I'm telling you this. It's, I don't know. Um, It really is hard sometimes we pick too low of a number that's not our natural weight. Yeah, a little bit of that too. Sure, sure. That's true. How do we, what does he say? How do we find what's a healthy weight or when we have reached a healthy weight? I'm 48. Yeah, I mean, what's a healthy weight? Okay, so on this one here, I would say this is where the BMI chart does, I think, is is valuable. I think using the BMI chart as a reference point for what are healthy weights is, is definitely good. And obviously being a normal, healthy, but being in the overweight range... Um, is still can still be very healthy. You know, in the normal weight range, in the overweight range, it really comes down to your lifestyle and exercise, um, you know, levels, you know? So, um, you know, once you get an obese, that's different. That's a different story. That's way more correlated with, with a lot of different um, issues, physical issues and health issues. But if you're in that, if you're near that normal range, you're, you're fine health-wise, then it goes into activity exercise levels, okay? And so then it comes down to, again, which weight gives you the best quality of life? And the quality of life is not just a fucking number. You know what I mean? It's how you're going to live. If you're obsessed with food, you can't eat anything you like, you're wicked strict, it's really hard, what's the point? Why, why that weight? What's going to happen? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing happens. Like, it's not like you get a, a modeling contract. It's not like everyone's like, holy shit, look at you. Amazing. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't happen. You know, it's like you have to find the weight that resonates most with you. 
I'll give you an example. Like I've had the same weight for 30 years. I had a blip 12 years ago. My son was born. We moved to a new house, redid the whole thing. It was just a lot, a lot in life was going on. And I put almost 25 pounds on. So I took 15 of those pounds off and I raised my goal weight during that time because it was a period in life where this was a lot coming at me. I didn't have the resources or the motivation to really live that cleaner lifestyle where I was 10 pounds down. And so I increased my goal weight. You know, I've since life's mellowed out a bit and I've brought my weight back to where it was, but I raised it up. Why? Because who gives a shit if I have 10 more pounds on my body? Like, like I, it makes no difference. <laughs> Do I feel better? I like being, I like being lighter. Like I like it, but my quality of life, my wife wasn't like, oh, you know, get out of here. You know, my kids were, you know, laughing at, I mean, nothing changed, you know, like there's a weight I want to be at. So, so it's like, you know, again, you have to figure out what that is for you. And I have that, but that's the process you're in. So just relax with it, but really focus in. I would put more of my energy on how can I make my lifestyle and how I'm living now more automatic and easy and comfortable rather than focusing so extensively on the, the weight loss. But I know why you're doing it. You're doing it because again, you got overweight mode, diet mode, and there's nothing in between. And you're freaking out because you're entering this place where you're not gonna be able to lose weight anymore. And what most of the time happens to people, because I get inside their head. What I'm concerned about is what are you thinking in your head all the time? Because I think your weight's a reflection of what you're thinking all the time. And what I've found with people get close to their goal weight, they have the mantra, and you have this now, even if you're not actively losing weight, what all dieters, because you all probably have a dieter mindset, all of you, whether you're losing weight actively or not, you all have a dieter mindset. And the mantra of a dieter mindset is, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose 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 weight. Right? And all of a sudden, you lose the weight. And now there's a vacuum. And you know what people tend to fill that weight, that, that vacuum up with? I hope I don't put this weight back on. I don't want to put this weight back on. I don't want to put this weight back on. I don't want to put this weight back on. Right? And they put the weight back on. And so never do they ever practice or become that thin, healthy person they want to be. And it's because they're just solely focused on their external behaviors. They're not focused on what's going on inside of here. What's going on inside your mind with your thinking, what's going on inside your body with your feeling, how you feel. And so um, I think that's the key thing. Most of us can rely on BMI chart and shot for normal weight versus overweight. Yeah, again, that, that overweight, like, like again, you can be, you can be thriving, thriving, uh, healthy, healthier than, than a normal weight person. It's really, they're starting to find that the weight, normal overweight, that distinction is not a good indicator of health. It, it really, at that point in those two ranges, again, it comes down more to the lifestyle and activity levels, you know, in diet and, and, and other things like that. Um, but the weight itself is not, in, in that overweight range on a BMI chart, they're finding that's not associated with, with ill health effects, you know? Um, but it's a good place. I, I think it's, I use that anyways. Um, and he says, would you say you're almost manifesting the weight loss, fixing your mind on the idea being your, yes, yes, your idea weight. I, yeah, Henny, Lou, yes, 1000%, I believe that. I, I, was, I have a video idea I wanna make, and I'm just thinking how I wanna phrase it. But I basically said to, it's basically the idea that if you wanna lose weight, You've got to become preoccupied with being thin and healthy. I, I, I think you do, you know, because here, this is an interesting conversation to me. You know, like the big thing with the Ozempics and the semaglutides is like, oh, it gets rid of the food noise. Okay. So all of a sudden that's the buzzword, right? Food noise. And so it's like, man, I've been dealing with food noise for 30 years. What's food noise? Food noise is when you're thinking about the pleasure of food constantly. It's really not about the hunger thing. It's really about you're using food primarily as your main source of pleasure right? It's called hedonic eating. And so the food noise is you thinking about what you're going to eat next. It's like entertainment, it's enjoyment, it's pleasure, right? And so what, sometimes, because that's not how you got to be preoccupied with your weight. People are like, oh, well, you're, you know, you, you got an eating disorder if you're doing that. 
I don't know. You know, everyone, each, every person for himself. Y'all have to make your decisions. But it's like most people that are struggling with their weight are preoccupied with food. 1,000%. Okay? They're constantly thinking about food. Listen, there's three phases of addictive eating. There's the anticipation, there's the consumption, and there's the consequence. We live in a culture where you are constantly being triggered to anticipate food. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's fucking constant. It's everywhere you look. Every, you know, you watch TV for an hour, you've just seen 25 minutes at least, you know, of commercials, 15 minutes of those are food. You're watching the shows, they're always eating the bullshit, you know? You drive down the street, you're being triggered to think about those foods constantly. So you're constantly being preoccupied. <laughs> Thanks for that heart. Um, you're constantly being preoccupied with food by the culture we live in. And then there's obviously the consumption of the eating of it. And so again, what you need, want to start doing is focusing on the, consum- on the consequence and that's where we, we take control of the preoccupation. Fuck you, culture. <laughs> you know? Because listen, the obesity conspiracy is three main players. It's the food companies, the diets, which are the food companies, and the medical establishment. The food companies are really the cigarette companies. And so they use the most aggressive marketing possible. They're making the most addictive products they can. I'm not kidding, folks. The food companies are the cigarette companies. Do you know that RJ Reynolds and Nabisco literally merged into the same company? Do you know the parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris? They divested in the 70s because cigarettes were getting a bad rap and went into food. And, and here we are. And what, yo, the diets? Wait, what about the diets? Aren't they trying to help me out? I don't know. You make your own decision. But you know who used to own Weight Watchers? Heinz. You know who used to own Jenny Craig's? Nestle. You know Atkins Food Product? Guess who they were owned by? The same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. You know who owns Slim Fest? The same company owns uh, Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. So do you really think they want you to not eat their shitty food and lose weight? I don't. And so I think that's why none of the diets work. You know the diets don't work. And you know this, right? Anytime you have a friend or someone you know is like, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, lose some weight. Do you ever believe them? Is there, is there a cell of your body that believes it's going to work for them? You don't. And that's the same feeling you have when you say you're going to go on a diet, you know? And this is why you're stuck. You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, but you don't do anything to make it happen. Right? And if you're really honest with yourself, if you look back over your whole history, you don't know any more about how to lose weight now than you did before you started your first diet. It might have been 20, 30 years ago. You have not learned a single actionable, practical, useful thing to really lose the weight. You want to lose 50 pounds? You don't want to lose five pounds. I don't say this to be an asshole. I'm saying this to just point out the obvious truth is that the diets don't work. There's a bunch of reasons why. The main reason they're coded is temporary subconsciously. You think of a diet as a temporary thing until you're going to lose the weight. And then what? You know, we've just been talking about that. And so, again, program yourself thin is really this inside-out approach to how do you become a thin, healthy person. And it's not just about eating different. You know, so there's, in the program, the three pillars of weight mastery, and I make the pyramid shape because it implies the importance of, of each one. The most important piece is your mindset. Your mindset is impacting your weight more than anything else, more than your genetics, more than your menopause more than your insulin resistant more than your Hashimoto's more than your PCOS more than anything your mindset's the number one thing affecting your weight the next thing is your lifestyle and then the eating and what most people are just focusing on is the eating and the problem for you is not that you don't know what to do the problem is you can't get yourself to do it if you were a robot who just typed in what you're gonna eat all day and then you just did it you don't have a problem losing weight right the problem is that you can't get yourself to do it consistently and that's because you have never learned ever how to deal with your mindset. 
And is that any surprise? I mean, is any, isn't it kind of weird that the diets never talk about mindset? You know, that's the most important thing. When I say it, you know, it's true. You know it, but you never, what diet out there is teaching you about your mindset, right? What the biggest diets, all of them, which one's teaching you about your mindset? None of them. So how are you ever going to succeed? No one's succeeding with diets. No diets got great um, numbers. They all work too, which is the funny thing, right? So I mean, I don't know how much proof you would need. They've tested all the big diets and when people follow them, they all work, all of them, all the same results when you follow them completely. But no one follows them for long. So that's the problem, you know? Yeah, Romy says, I think you're right. I got to within five pounds and I started thinking I could eat my old ways. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right, you know? I did this, lost 12 stone, now put four back on, back to old habits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, let me explain it to you. Just let me, because I want to explain this so it makes sense to you. And I want to just point this out, folks, because here, I mean, I can see the people on this live right now are successful, right? You're, you're all talking about you've lost 12 stone, right? You, you lost 65 pounds. I mean, this is a lot of weight. This is a lot of success. That takes a lot of focus, a lot of energy, a lot of change to make that happen. But notice the story all ends the same. You put the weight back on and no one ever thinks why we saw the willpower ran out. What, what happened? You know, well, I'll tell you what happened for my world. I'll explain this because I want to point out that as smart as you all are, as actionable as you are, the results you've all gotten, because that's everyone in program yourself then is, is very, usually very smart and usually an overthinker, usually a perfectionist too. Um, and so I just want to point out that as smart as you are, and as much as you've thought about weight loss, that what I'm going to tell you right now You've had no idea until I just mentioned it. And if you did not understand the concept of how your mind works, how are you ever going to change your weight long-term? Okay, so I believe that your mind, there's really two minds going on. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain. It's your prefrontal cortex, anatomically. It's about 10% of your brain. And it is the part of your brain that knows you should lose weight, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it. This is where your willpower is. And your subconscious mind is the other 90% of your brain. And this is the part of your brain that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, your eating habits, okay? And the way you think about yourself. And so what people typically do, they want to lose weight, is they try and use their conscious willpower to fight against their subconscious programmed behaviors, okay? Now, this doesn't work because that prefrontal cortex part of your brain is very energy inefficient. It uses lots and lots of energy. And your subconscious mind is very energy efficient. And you know this because once you learn something, it's just there, right? Learning to ride a bike was a stressful, hard experience, but now you can just do it. Reading and writing was hard. Now you just do it without even thinking, okay? That's your subconscious mind. Your eating is run by the same part of your mind. You just eat on autopilot, Right? So let's just say, you know, you had a habit of getting up at eight o'clock at night, you sit on the sofa, watch your favorite shows and eat ice cream. Okay. Let's say you've been doing that for a while. So that becomes an automated behavior, like brushing your teeth. You don't really have to think about it. You just remember, you don't have to remember to get the ice cream when you watch your favorite show, right? You just automatically remember. And so they just runs on autopilot it says, and it's very context dependent. So it says, oh, it's eight o'clock time to sit on the sofa. We're watching our favorite show time to eat ice cream. And you remember it. Well, let's say now I'm going to go on a diet. Right? So your mind's going, it says, oh, it's eight o'clock. Let's go get the ice cream. Nope, nope, we're on a diet. We're on a diet. No, nope, you're not going to do that to this time. Oh, 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 huh? What? And they say, well, hey, it's, we're not, it's 8.15. Why aren't we eating ice cream? No, 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 we're not eating ice cream tonight. We're not eating ice cream. No ice cream. Nope, we're on a diet. We're going to lose weight. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, it's 8.30. What's about the ice cream? Oh, no, no, no. I told you. 
You know what I mean? I'm kind of joking, but I'm not because this is what it is over and over and over again. You have to use your willpower to stop your automated behaviors, which are all bringing you to be overweight. And so what we want to do with program yourself, then the goal is where you're going to use our conscious mind to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you automatically and naturally start doing the things that keep you at your goal weight. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you've got one automated healthy behavior you've added into your life at least, which is brushing your teeth. And now you just do it on autopilot, right? You wake up, next thing you know, you're brushing your teeth. You don't even remember doing it. You're about to go to bed and you're, oh, I brushed my teeth, right? Well, I've got like seven of those. I got eight of those in my life, right? They're running. And now my eating habits are the same thing. So I'm not, in 30 years, I haven't dieted. I don't even work out. I started doing a little bit of resistance training for other reasons. I have not worked out consistently in 30 years. I've lived at the exact same weight because I've mastered how I eat. And I've mastered how I eat because I've mastered my subconscious mind when it comes to eating and lifestyle habits. And so now I just run on autopilot and maintain the same weight. You're maintaining the same weight, folks. Have you noticed? (laughs) Your weight doesn't just keep going up and up and up. And you may think it is. Oh, thanks, Vicky. You may think your weight's going up, but I mean, a couple pounds a year is not what I'm talking about. If you just like were out of control and just kept eating more and more and more and more and more, then your weight would just keep... That's not what happens. You eat in patterns. You eat in routines. You eat the same shit day in and day out, week in, week out. And that pattern is what your weight is. And that's what needs to change if you want to change your weight, you know? Um, so I'll get to your questions. I'm going to stop talking so much here. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so you want to change your old habits. And that's, people aren't doing that with diets. They're not changing their old habits. They're fighting against their old habits. And they can do this for a little while. As long as they're really motivated, life's going okay, and they have the energy to do it. But what happens is people get tired, sick, depressed, bored, um, whatever, and, and this part fades away, and this part just keeps going back to the old habits. Ta-da! I mean, is that not what it feels like? But is that not a somewhat more satisfying explanation of what's going on than, I don't know what happened. Oh, I, hope, I hope I keep it up. You know what I mean? Like, you've got nothing to work with. You've got one tool. It's willpower. It's the shittiest tool. <laughs> you're not built. You're not built to be consciously in charge of all your eating habits. You're not. You know, you're designed to be on autopilot with your eating. And so to try and make it conscious is it's a losing battle. Um, hey, Chuck, what's happening? Once you're on autopilot, it becomes effortless. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, Chuck's killing it. Yep. Since December 2021, I went from 258 to 175 and have stayed there. I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Whoops. I get it. I always like the success story stuff. Obviously. <laughs> Great job, Chuck, right? Um, let's get to some questions. Good commercials and pharmaceutical commercials. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like free therapy. Thank you for defining food noise. Oh, you're welcome, Renee. I'm happy to talk about it. That food noise thing makes me nuts. The Ozempic thing, you know, it's it just makes me nuts. Um, the diet industry wants to stay in their cycle. Yeah, obviously, right? Absolutely, you know? Um Oh, yeah, yeah. I always tell friends when they say diet worked, why they, why you back on it? Great point, right? That, that's such a great point. Um, you know, the, the diets don't work, you know, and, but which is to say there's not like it, it's not that there aren't aspects of the diets that, that work. Like I like all aspects of the diets, right? There's parts of keto I like. There's parts of intermittent fasting I like. There's literally parts of all of them that I, I like and I understand. I get it because I have a bigger context of what of nourishment, of food, of weight, you know, all of these things. I understand the deeper concepts behind it. So I can look at all these new diets coming and understand what their, what their philosophy is. You know, like keto. Yeah. We, as a, the number one source of calories for American adults is baked goods. 
So if you have a keto diet that's based on reducing carbs, that's going to help you lose, most people lose weight. You know, now ketosis itself, you don't give me all the healthy stuff of it. I mean, it was a diet designed for epileptics. You know, there, there's no society that's lived in ketosis long term, you know. So, again, anyways, the, the point I, I don't want to get into all the diets and stuff, but it's um, I, I think you can take this is really Jeet Kune Do. This is Bruce Lee was a martial artist who came up with his own martial art and he was a philosopher, too. He was a brilliant, brilliant man. Um, and his idea was that he would study everything. He'd study kung fu, fencing, boxing, anything. He'd take what works, discard the rest. And I suggest that's what you do because you need to create your own meal plan, your own way of mastering your weight. There is no plan out there that's just going to fit you like a glove, you know, so you got to take the time to create your own. But once you've done that, you got it. Like, I know what I like. I know what gives me the body I want. And so now I just, I'm kind of on autopilot with it, you know, and that's what I help my, my clients do. Um, can you do a seminar? Um, yeah, I do lots of seminars. By the way, everyone, go get... Um, Go, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session because as soon as you opt into it, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. There's a training there, three steps to master your weight. That is a seminar. It's a webinar. It's free. I'm giving it to you. Used to charge for it. It's just giving it to you. And if you get on my email list, I email you every day with like good, positive and coaching, supportive stuff. Um, and I got more more trainings coming along. So go get on my email list. It's, it's all free. Yes, I have a program too. You can invest in if you want to work with me. Um, but I give you lots of free stuff too, okay? So I really am here for you. <laughs> What's up, Mickey? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Tootly. Um, how do you program yourself then? Yeah, great question. Um, how you program yourself then is really using, really what you're doing is you're programming your subconscious mind to think, act, and respond and, and eat like a naturally thin person. So how do you do that? Well, you use your imagination. Imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. And when you use it intentionally, it's a very powerful way to program it. Um, you know this because every time you watch TV or movies, that's a state of hypnosis and you're experiencing whatever you're watching vicariously. You're having an experience. If you're watching sports, you're releasing adrenaline. If you're watching a horror movie, you're nervous. If you're watching a comedy, you're laughing. So using our imagination to imprint our subconscious mind is very, very powerful. And that's how you program yourself then. Um, 28 Mindset from Beachbody does. I'll have to check that out. 28 Mindset. Yeah, I will check that out. Um, yeah, 12 stone is 168 pounds. That's a, that's a lot of weight. A lot of weight. Great job. Um, yeah, tell them about the 5-2 the, the is game changer for me. No dieting for me now. Yeah, 5-2 is, is amazing. Um, thank you for the content. You are welcome. Thank you for listening to the content. Isn't it Mindset and Portion Control? Um, it's definitely Mindset. Portion Control, I don't like that word. Um, even though it's, it, it, it is, it is portion control. It's all, it's, it's calories. It's calories in is, is what's dictating your weight more than anything else. Um, you know, what people do is calories in calories out, right? So diet exercise. Um, but I, I'm not, I didn't like exercising. So I made it all about the calories coming in. So again, but I based it around my strengths. You know, my strength is, and my weakness is I didn't like working out and I'm lazy. My strength is that I am lazy and I can really focus in and be persistent. And I use that to really dictate and control my eating, you know, so that my eating is right where I want it to be. Now, that being said, 5-2 that, that uh, Don was just talking about, it's five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. So I still, I enjoy the hell out of my eating. It's just structured in a very strategic way so that I'm able to maintain my weight while still eating the foods I love. Not as much of them as I used to, but in a weird way, that's more pleasurable now. But um, why is it necessary to do when you're so close to your goal? I'm 10 pounds away, but it's taking a while. 
um, uh, Le- uh, uh, Eliana, I, 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 we just talked about this. Um, like I lose weight so slowly. That's okay though, because again, stop thinking about this. You have to realize your goal is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight. So if it takes you another six months, another year to get to your goal weight, if you do it in a way that's sustainable, that's it. You're done. You're there forever. So who gives a shit if it takes a week, six months, a year, who gives a shit? You know, you're that close. It's not going to make that much of a difference, you know? Um, but, but we just talked about that. I could talk about that all day long too. I, I love it. That, 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 I appreciate what you're saying. Um, all right. I think I had all the questions. I got to get out of here. I got a coaching call coming. So again, folks, if you want to uh, get in my world here um, in any sort of way, uh, make sure that you go to my bio and click the link. Okay. Uh, go get that hypnosis session and listen to it. It's a good hypnosis session. It'll kickstart your weight loss. Um, if you're already losing weight, it'll help you clarify and connect to the goal you have of yourself. All right. Um, and it's really helpful. So that's what I want for you. I'm here. I got to get the, I got a coaching call started. So in my program, again, we have coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday where you get to work with me directly. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You know, I would suggest that if you're really serious about losing weight um, and you're a person who believes in investing in themselves, uh, it would be a no-brainer to get in this program. What the fuck? Okay. Well, anyways. All right, everyone. Well, again, you can get me on uh, my podcast is Program Yourself Then. Uh, Jim Katsoulis is my YouTube channel. Uh, TikTok is Program Yourself Then. I always get new videos coming up. And, uh, yeah. There I am. And I'll be dropping more videos. I got a bunch of videos coming up. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.